no, I agree. I wish I, w- I wish I was in London. That's where you are, right? Uh, I'm actually just outside London now. I'm in a little seaside town called Margate. Oh, that sounds even even more lovely. So tell us, where, where are you just now? I'm in Seattle, Washington State, west coast of the U.S. Joining us from Seattle, Washington State, west coast of the U.S. today is painter Aaliyah Chapin. Welcome to Radio Juxtapose today with me, Doug Gillen. Shooting into the spotlight, as the winner of the UK's 2012 National Portrait Award, Aaliyah quickly transitioned from New York Academy of Art graduate into one of the art world's most hotly anticipated rising stars. Her anti-series was a joy-filled celebration of mature women in all their glory, that aimed to realign how the female body was portrayed in the art world. The traditional realist paintings invited us to examine the lives of older women and their relationships with each other. Playful, intimate and always insightful. And then the COVID-19 pandemic happened. No longer were we outside engaging with each other, we were inside in our own collective cocoons. And with that, the creative direction of Aaliyah's work shifted. Through a series of stream of consciousness cognitive exercises, Aaliyah pulled further away from the perfectly rendered forms ingrained into her craft in an attempt to unlearn and rebuild her identity. Her 2021 exhibition, Walking Backwards in Hong Kong with Flowers Gallery, debuted a new Aaliyah, one that saw the removal of the characters and subjects from her world as she pulled inward on her journey of self-reflection. Today, I join Aaliyah six months on from the opening of Walking Backwards to talk about change, the risks and freedom that come with it, about building up and burning down. Radio Juxtapose is hosted by Juxtapose Magazine's Evan Preco and myself, Doug Gillen. Every episode, we bring you insight and discussion from the emerging contemporary art world and more. That is enough for me right now. Let's get into it with Aaliyah Chapin right here on Radio Juxtapose. It wasn't where I intended to start this conversation, but it feels like... It's kind of where the the mood is for everything at the moment. As an outsider, and I guess two respects of this conversation, one of the, the stories that has just erupted in the last 24 hours is this idea of criminalizing abortion. How does that make you feel? Uh, um, Sorry, I know this isn't exactly no. like, like tiptoeing in. <laughs> but Let's dive right in. Yeah. I prefer to dive right in. I mean, honestly, it, it feels pretty it feels pretty terrible um, and kind of unimaginable that this could be happening. You know, I'm, I'm 36. It has always been legal for me. It has never even been a question that it would be. And so now that it's very possible that it won't be, um, that is it's just a pretty scary, terrible thing. I mean, that's really honestly what the U.S. has felt like for the last uh, quite a few years. Um, we had a little bit of hope there for a while, but um, it's it's been a pretty intense, scary place, and and it's kind of all I can do to stay hopeful and stay grounded and keep going. And you know, within all of that, though, I do live in a bubble. I'm in Washington State. We're very liberal. It will never be illegal here. But just as a, as an American, I I just feel for so many people who are going to be supremely impacted by this, really negatively impacted by this, and been a pretty intense, intense thing. So I think it's good that you dove right in because that's really what, you know, the emotional world I'm swimming in right now is that and just the politics here. And then we bring in climate change and 
doom and gloom. Here we are. Hello, everyone. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> but there's still hope. <laughs> there's there's always hope. There's always good people, and that is what keeps me going. And art, art, art always keeps me going. Of course. So grateful for it. So obviously, within the last, you know, it's only been three years, but it might as well have been three decades. The amount of you know globally <laughs> pivotal moments in history that we've experienced collectively when you're creating does the rest of the world play a factor into this process or is it something you distinctively try to shut yourself off from and 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 you know put up the barriers definitely no barriers no it it, it comes right in I, I feel like it's actually my way of processing i don't think i'd do it literally i'm not thinking well now i'm going to paint paintings about abortion rights i'm i'm a very sensitive person and i really soak things in and feel things and i think if i don't create art from it create some sort of beauty um, from that. And, you know, beauty is a, is a complex word, but, um, if I don't create something from how I'm feeling, it's going to get stuck inside me and I'm going to get sick and it's going to be really bad. So, um, I definitely, I definitely feel like it's also, I feel like it's the, it's the artist's responsibility. I mean, it's artist's responsibility of living in this time to be sort of a mirror and, um, be a, a sieve I suppose like things come in and then something else comes out and that's I think what our responsibility is at least that's how I feel that's interesting because it's like it's quite a lot to demand of of people who's I guess it's I guess maybe that's it. It's just the job, you know. This is this is the the job that you have have taken on, and when the times get tough, it's it's you guys that we turn to for some sort of way to process what's going on? I suppose so. I just feel like it's, I don't have a choice. I mean, I felt that my entire life, like I've just been an artist my entire life. I have no choice. Like I've, I've, I've had moments where I've thought about doing something else, but this is the thing I'm meant to do. And this is just what happens when I'm open in the studio is stuff comes through. I mean, especially in the new work, I think that the work that I'm more known for, the aunties project, that was a little less of an immediate, like this is what's going on and I'm feeling these things and they're coming out. But the new work that I've been doing since COVID has been a lot more about that. And it's very personal, but I'm a person living in this world, soaking in the world. And so what's going to come out is probably going to be a reflection of what's happening. And so my hope is that through my own, just, just trying to process everything that's going on, um, someone else might get something from that that could help them be able to process what they're feeling, because we're all feeling it. Wherever we are in the world, everyone is going through some really intense times here. So I don't know, it doesn't feel like a heavy responsibility. It feels like oh, thank God I've got this way to process it because <laughs> otherwise I don't know what I would do. Sure. Drugs. Oh, yeah. Well, probably, you know, and then that's that's not going to help anyone. <laughs> I've been following your work for, for many years and I'm a big fan of everything that you're putting out. Thank you. What felt particularly right just now was this idea of this change. And I think that it's it's maybe not, I don't see it as often as I feel like maybe... I would expect to see it. It's such a big thing for an artist to build a, a brand, for lack of a better work, to build an identity, and then to just be able to kind of re Shatter it. release themselves <laughs> from it almost. And, yeah. I, I, and I, I definitely want to focus a little bit on that just now. So let's start with um, what was the initial sort of catalyst for you coming away from this more 
you know, traditional realist figurative work into the work that we're seeing coming from you just in the within the last sort of, you know, almost two years? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for wanting to talk about this new work because um, this is really where where I am right now. And um, I think so. There wasn't one moment when it happened. It, I feel like it was just this 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 sense of unsettledness in in my own work for quite a few years before the change happened. Before the work changed, um, it was just feeling like I wasn't. I don't know, feeling like it just the work wasn't, um, I have no words for it. It just wasn't feeling like me anymore. <laughs> and I was feeling like I was painting myself into a corner. Let me just say, I, 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 love, I love that work. Of course, I struggled with it, but I, I'm very proud of all that work. I feel like it did, it, it's done some really good things for our culture and I'm incredibly honored and humbled to have made it. But as a creative person, I need to, I need to follow my own inner something. And if I don't, I can't, I can't paint. I can't make good work. So what happened is COVID happened and I had been doing these like really quick, sloppy, uh, quote, quotation, bad, bad paintings. And I, I just say that because I, that was my, coming from a very realist, like, I don't think they're bad, but coming from a very realist background, I really needed to have that in my mind. Like Aaliyah, just make, make some bad work here um, to free myself up. So I was just making these really loose painting sketches in my studio on paper just to get something out because I was feeling so kind of constrained by what I'd been doing and the way that I was working. And so, yeah, COVID happened and then everything was canceled and I had freedom and space and time and the world was ending. And so why not just like, why not change? Like what's, what's, what, what, I mean, everything's changing. So why not, why not change myself? So that's sort of where it all started. And then it, I've really just gone from there and I'm continuing and, and we'll see where it goes. But I have to say I'm, I'm having a lot of fun in the studio and that is amazing to have fun in the studio. You know, not, not, all, not all artists do and I've definitely had times where it's really just more of a job and I didn't want that to be my life. Shatter what I had done with my career and continue on and... Uh, maybe not shatter, but definitely shift. I don't think you've entirely shattered. There's still there's still <laughs> little remnants in there. Yeah, for sure. When you're doing something like this, what's holding you back internally during a, a process of change? Because I think for a lot of artists, it's almost just like there there has to be something internally stopping you from just going out and just making every you know every painting completely different. Mm. <laughs> for, for you. Yeah. How did the audience play into this notion? Like, were you considering, you know, the, how this is going to be received? Were you considering, okay, hang on, am I, are people just going to, you know, start unfollowing me and tapping out and not wanting to come to my shows, not wanting to collect my work because I'm, I'm doing this? Did this idea of an audience play into this new direction? Well, first of all, almost no one saw the work for probably a year, just a very select few people. I'm someone on social media who doesn't post a lot. I know the algorithms really want me to, but I, um, I just post when I, when I want to and I can. So thank you everyone for following me and be, being patient. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't show anyone because I knew that this shift and change was really something important to me. And if I, if I allowed the audience in too early, that would be really dangerous for my work. And so I just had to select a few people. 
Um, but then as I, you know, a year went by and I was like, no, this really is a change I'm actually going to make. And I've shared with some close people and the response is good. And I feel strong in this. Then, you know, then I made more. And then I ended up having a show in Hong Kong this past fall. And definitely while I was making it before I showed the world, I had audience in mind, but they're kind of secondary. It's, I mean, um, because I know that if I don't make work that feels genuine to me, then it's, it's just not going to be good. You know, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't do it. Like the work's not gonna be good. I'm not gonna be able to make it. So I had to, you know, I definitely had those fears though, for sure that you were just talking about, like people are going to unfollow me and I'm not going to sell anything and I'm just going to throw away this amazing career that I've been given. And so, yeah, that was for sure scary. And I definitely thought about that and definitely had some, some anxious sleepless nights but what kept me going was just feeling how good this felt in the studio, how, how this felt like I'm making work that feels more like me than I've ever felt. And I thought that I had that with the work that got me well known, which is true, I did, but this is just another deeper layer. I think it's just a balance between feeling comfortable and confident in my own work first and then being aware of the outside world, but not letting that lead the way, if that makes sense. Sure. So what were you initially, I guess, looking for from this? Uh, I was looking for something that felt kind of resonant with me. Um, it's hard to put words to it, but let me see if I can. It's like... Because you literally paint the, you paint the words. That's the I thing. Paint. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just look at the fucking painting. Oh, yeah, words. <laughs> just look at the painting. So it's like this feeling of something when I'm, when I'm looking at a painting or have an idea for a painting, really, because that's where it begins. It's just the very, like, it's, it's, it's this very kind of blurry, almost a feeling and it it clicks it kind of like clicks inside of me it's um gonna get woo woo here it just it just clicks inside of me it's it's um and then it feels right and then i just keep following that and then as as i'm working on the paintings they 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 come and go i'm like okay let me try let me try this and see how that goes nope that's not quite that's not quite right we got to go the other direction a little bit okay nope that got to go the other direction a little bit and it's just it's kind of like walking in the dark a little bit. And my show is called Walking Backwards because it was this trying, me trying to, to walk back to that child self who could just sort of explore without feeling all this pressure to make things perfect. And it, it's really just this internal, invisible sensation in my body that I'm just developing more of that when a painting, whether an idea or, or as I'm working the painting, it, it, it clicks into place inside of me and, and then I'm like, that's it. Okay, that's it. And so I'm just constantly always asking that question is it you know is it clicking i'm not asking that question in words obviously just in <laughs> sensation um whether i you know like is this you know is this color right is this curve is this brush mark you know is this facial expression right no it's not okay we're gonna change it so that it so that it clicks so talk to us then in a kind of a, in a more literal sense what is the because i can kind of see the the process for the figurative, the more traditional figurative work. And then for this, it feels like it could come in any number of different <laughs> orders or ways. So how does this process uh, and this more recent body of work uh, sort of beginning to end? How does that that play out for you? Yeah. So we'll get we'll get technical and literal here. So I uh, start out with these. Well, I'll start. I'll talk about what I for what I did for this past show because my work is changing a little bit. Well, now, I was going to no ask you because we've actually so. had, we've had like <laughs> six months since the show. So I'm like, you know, yeah. are yeah. we talking about something that's already in the past and there's another change coming? 
A little bit, but it's a little bit, but it's, it's pretty, it's, it's just a little evolution because we're always evolving, but it's, um, but basically how these paintings start is me doing these really quick, loose sketches with oil paint on, on gessoed paper and, um, uh, very intuitive, just like very quick. Like I might make 20 of them in, in a sitting and then I'm looking at them and seeing which ones kind of first I respond to. And then I'll take one of them and I will then take photos of my own body in my studio with a tripod and a timer and um, kind of take those. So I'm trying to like sort of get in the pose that I've found in the drawing, which is completely anatomically impossible, which is part of the fun of it. Cause then unexpected things happen with the photos and then I'll use I'll use something from that photo and I'll try to find some way that the 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 photo reference can kind of cohesively and in an interesting way come together with the painting. And then I'm playing around in Photoshop a lot and kind of sketching in Photoshop and then um, diving into the painting. And then the painting is changing, of course, uh, because I'm not trying to make it a copy of the Photoshop image, um, but that's just my reference. And I'm starting with the really loose painterly parts because I really want the painting to this is where the paintings come from is more of an intuitive place so in the past my work came from photo shoots I would do photo shoots and then paint from the photos and then now the work is coming from these sketches so I want the paintings to begin from these sketches they're there I begin the paintings with a really loose loose mark and then kind of build up the figurative and the realist elements around it and try to find a synthesis and something that that really works works together um is that Makes sense. That does make sense. Good. <laughs> for, for you, is there a, like, are you in the same place when there's different components within your new work? There's that loose part and then there's the more traditional part. But for you internally, is this just one kind of experience or are you switching between thought processes mm. in your head as you change through these different approaches? I think there's sort of three because so there's there's the one that is real there's realist which is my like my my mother language that's the language I know and feel comfortable with and then there's the loose abstracted elements which I am excited about but also feel so new in and um, and then there's the third which is I think the relationship between the two and how they come together and kind of that that third narrative that comes from the you know how how, how are they meeting and the, and in the work that I've just you know that that people have probably seen on on social media and my show very distinctly different and the work I'm doing now is a lot more of a uh I mean almost no I mean there's a lot more of a, a blend between between the two there's not they're not so distinctly separate and I think that's probably just internally following how I am like I'm I'm discovering these new parts of myself and trying to figure out how they fit together and um yeah it's it's a fun it's a fun wild job to have yeah, it, to get to do this it is i i'm interested as well about these poses because you seem to have quite a, a an arsenal of different poses and i'm wondering if these are things that are coming from like where's the reference point on this because it feels more expressive dance than it does traditional portraiture yeah i mean it's definitely more expressive dance i mean the, the poses are coming from my imagination like it might be just i make a random mark on a page and then i see something there i mean they're very so not, I mean, I'm doing them with my left hand half the time too which is I'm right handed sure. so they're, um, I'm trying to not have an idea but then I also do have years of figure drawing <laughs> classes and, and that I've done and, and um, years of painting um, you know my, my aunties the, the paintings I've got known for and so there's a lot of figurative stuff there but that's not, tr that's not as much tra traditional poses um, 
So I think that they're coming from some subconscious place that is just everything that I have inhaled in my whole life. And then something's coming out. You talk about this idea of it being kind of trying to go back to something that was, you know, I guess, uh, creatively pure, um, you know, something untrained. Is is that a, a myth or does it exist? Can these sort of free expressive <laughs> marks, can they really uh, be untrained because of the, the way that you're making them? Or, or, or are they, in fact, something that's informed? Um, I think I, I think that they can actually come from come from a genuine, real untrained place. Um, but they're not going to be solely that because also I have my eye <laughs> that has been looking at art my entire life. And so that is definitely there. But um, when I'm making certain kinds of marks now, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this is, but this is cool. So it, it's definitely coming from a different place from the training. And it has been really, and well, using my non-dominant hand has really helped that because something will come out that's just not... You know, I, I in the past I would say it's not good, but now I would say it's great. <laughs> but I, I, I think that you can, but it's not going to be how it is when you were a child. Um, but some element, you know, something that I had when I, well, honestly, since I was a child, I was obsessed with realism. So it's really trying to get at something since maybe I was a baby. I don't know, because when I was really young, I was obsessed with trying to, to make realism. But I also was very, like, much more creative. I would do things for my imagination a lot more. I hadn't done that in years. Now I'm doing that, and I love it. So, you know, children, we, we just there's a certain type of freedom that we have, although I think, as I said, like, I was pretty obsessed with trying to get something to look real when I was quite young. So I'm trying to go back to maybe, like, two or three. Your mother was an artist, is an artist? Yeah, my mom is an artist. Yes, she's an artist. And she uh, she showed me how to draw a face when I was young. And, and my dad is an architect. Um, and he showed me how to draw a three dimensional cube in space. So I feel like they have been the most amazing uh, parents for me that I could have because I was supported to do art, you know, Christmas presents, birthday presents were art supplies. So I really, I really um, had that support, which I know is pretty rare. So were they supporting that or pushing that? No, definitely not pushing it. No, I was I was pushing it. I was the one pushing it. <laughs> I would sit for hours just trying to get something. They were just they were just supporting it. And and my mom when I was you know, I wanted to learn oil painting. She didn't she didn't know that and so she she found someone, you know, a local artist to help teach me when I was in high school and she um I feel like she was just always always right there. Like what do you what do you you know, what is Leah interested in? Let's see what how we can support that. Um, what was it about oils that interested you then? Uh, Rembrandt. Rembrandt uh, yeah, Rembrandt, I think. It was just like, wow, look at that. Just a, a next level of, of realism. What I saw in museums, you know, I just, I wanted to to get to another level of, of realism. And also just, I think really the, I'm thinking now, like the quality of paint, the qual- the surface quality, what you, what you can get. It's the most gorgeous material ever. And I think I just wanted to know how to do that. Is it normal for artists to jump straight into oils like that? I have no idea. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know what's normal. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess maybe there's normal. not. No, it's just, yeah. no, I, I, I'm, yeah. think, I'm trying to, I, like, as you were saying that, I was trying to go through my head and I'm like, actually, now that I think about it, it's always, it always generally tends to be like, okay, cool, we got to the base and then the next stage is we'll learn oils. 
And it feels like you kind of mm-hmm. just almost bypassed a little bit of that and just went straight in. But I get maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, but I did. I was, I was drawing. I was drawing a lot. I was sculpting a lot. I um, tried to use acrylics a bit. Didn't like them. Um, couldn't work with them. Yeah, maybe I did. I'm not sure, but I, <laughs> I did start it pretty early. Um, I did do some watercolor too. Yeah, I just wanted to try everything and just everything visual, everything I can do with my hands. Do you still dabble in those other sides of things a little bit or do you focus on the kind of the work that we're seeing? Yeah, I've been really focused on painting since, let's see, about 2010, like solidly painting. Because um, in, in college I did sculpture and video and it was really fun and really good for me to get out of my comfort zone. But then I graduated and I was just like painting again. Mm-hmm. And but now actually I am beginning to play with sculpture. So we shall see. Okay, nice. <laughs> we'll see. I'm having a I'm having a blast doing it. It's really fun. And I'm I'm really trying to give myself time and space to explore some other mediums. And it might be that it doesn't turn out well at all, but it will inform some paintings. So we'll see. I like that. If yeah. I had a big button that said exclusive that's when I just press that right now. I feel like we just got like a little nugget there, <laughs> <laughs> a little insight. Uh, you went to, uh, just just while you were talking about college, you went to Glasgow. I did. I, well, for a, sem- for a for a semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You went to the yeah. Glasgow School yeah. of Art. Yeah, um, that's actually, oh, that was I can't so not ask fun. you that's about actually that. where, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're from Scotland, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I did a study abroad there my junior year. So my third year in college, I was going to college here in Seattle. And I did a study abroad at, at, at the GSA because Jenny Savile went there and I love her. And I was like, I must go there. And um, it was amazing. It was such a good experience. I feel like that's actually really where I got more focused on painting. And I was just like painting is what I want to do because that's all I did there. And then walking around the city. I love just walking around that city. That was that was wonderful. You had a good positive experience of Glasgow. That's all I need to hear. A very, I love, I love that city so much. It's one of my favorite cities. The people are probably the nicest I've ever met. My husband and I went went there um, on our honeymoon and and other places in Scotland. And both of us were like, "Can we move here? This is everyone is amazing here." So yeah, because you're used to the rain where you are, yeah. Oh yeah, it rains all the time here. It's very similar to to the UK and Scotland. It's all it's all quite it's all, all quite similar. <laughs> Weather-wise. It's so miserable. <laughs> so, so, no, it's not miserable. It's mysterious and creative and wonderful. Oh, I like that. That's a good spin. It. That's a good spin. Because oh, yeah. then, then you went from there <laughs> back to New York. Is that right? Well, I actually went back to Seattle, graduated, graduated college in Seattle, and then I moved to New York for a graduate school. And that's where I went to the, the New York Academy of Art, which is a pure, purely figurative art school. Um, and I got my MFA there, which was which is amazing. That was a great experience. You're in your bubble in Seattle. How, how does that city environment play for you as, a, as an artist? Was that a positive, healthy experience for you being in and around all those other creatives? Or do you really just feel like you actually needed to get away from that? New York was amazing for me. I mean, that's where my career really got going. It was it was probably the best decision I've ever made uh, going going there because I was in a small, amazing school full of figurative artists who were doing figurative work in very different ways. It wasn't an atelier program where we all learn how to paint a certain way. It was just our subject is some sort of figurative where we are we all love the the history of of art and 
and painting and figuration, but we're all doing it in these new unique ways. And, um, and then being right in the center of the art world. I mean, it was, it was an incredible experience. Um, it was also overwhelming. I mean, I got, I got very burned out. I was there for about five and a half years. And by the end I was pretty anxious. My son had to, had to move back to Seattle, but I mean, part of that was that my, my career really got, got going very fast outside of, so I graduated from, from my, um, from New York Academy of Art, um, won the BP portrait award in, in June of that year. And, um, that completely changed my life. And, and my career was just, I mean, that was 10 years ago now. And so the career just happened really fast and, and it was pretty intense. And I, I, after after a little while, I had to move back to Seattle and just kind of still paint, always paint, but um, be less in the middle of the art world. You kind of mentioned about looking back on this. Do you, do you look back on these older works or have you tried to stop yourself from looking back on them and if you do how do you feel about them retrospectively i don't actively look back at them but you know they're on my computer so they're they're there when i'm updating my website they're on there so i see them or people share them on social media a lot so i see them i mean i feel i feel good about them like i'm proud of them but they don't feel like me anymore they feel like me then and i can definitely yeah, I'm proud of them. I think I think that most of them are good. Not all of them. Some of them I wish had never gotten out there, but that's always the case. But but I feel good about them, and I feel good about the body of work that I made, and um, kind of a bit like how how did that all happen? Too. I mean, how did that happen? Like the paintings, the career, all of it. No, I feel good. I, I feel good. I've just they're just not who I am anymore. But we, you know, we can't hate who we used to be. Yeah, of course not, because <laughs> it makes you who you are now. Yeah, exactly. Within the, a lot of, particularly with the group paintings, it always looked like it was fun. It always looked like there was joy. Do you miss having that experience? Because obviously when you're in your studio and your own and your weird contorted <laughs> positions, it, you, I don't know if you get the same experience from that. Yeah. No, I actually don't miss that, even though it was fun. Um, although I, I do remember the very first photo shoot I did, I was really nervous. You know, I was asking my mom and her friends to get naked and I was taking photos of them. I was totally nervous <laughs> to do that. They got the brief before, though, didn't they? It didn't just turn up in a field. Well, I mean, they, it was. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I asked them, will you will you, you know, get naked for some photos for my thesis project? And um, none of us knew what it would turn into. None of us knew that these images would be all over the internet but we should have you know it's the internet days we should know yeah i mean no they they had the brief so i mean that was that was for sure fun but i i have more fun now because it's it's just me i get to rely on and i really like that because if i have an idea i can just do it right then i don't need to get a photo shoot together and you know that 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 work really was um I would I would go take like 600 photos of them and I would guide them a little bit but really it was it was me kind of just creating a space and allowing them to be wild and be themselves and I was taking photos so it was more like a documentary in a way or a collaboration with them so that work is really coming from them and this this work is really coming from like super internal me and that is very freeing to be able to have that internal resource that that is I'm not relying on anything external in order to make my work and that that's really freeing I really love that so when you're taking a, a an image of a subject do you have 
a particular way that you're wanting to convey this person uh, inherently before or does that just naturally come out? I, w- I was very conscious about not going in having an idea of how I wanted them to pose or what I wanted to portray because when I used to try to do that, the paintings always felt contrived and that they, did, they didn't feel right. So I really go into anything when I'm working with someone else's like I'm really want to make a space for them to be themselves and then I'm going to capture that I'm going to I'm going to choose the moments that I'm going to paint but I'm going to choose it from what they're giving me I'm not going to be giving them much I, I mean I'm going to give them a little bit like I'll ask them to you know take a deep close their eyes take a deep breath relax because it's very stressful to be naked in front of a camera so you know there's some things like that but I'm definitely not guiding them and telling them how to feel because then they'd feel like it would seem like acting and that's that wasn't what I wanted to do with that work. Do you think it makes it easier or harder that you have a personal relationship with your subject? I think easier. Yeah. Well, it depends. Easier in certain ways because, um, you know, if we, we both feel pretty comfortable, you know, and harder in some ways because I don't want to hurt their feelings, you know, like I want to paint them in a way that won't hurt their feelings. And that definitely, you know, I definitely felt like I'm not just painting these from these paintings from me like I'm keeping my mom and her friends in mind and that actually at times maybe held me back a little bit because I didn't you know wanted them to be happy with the paintings too um but they always gave me tons of freedom and and like they didn't want me to feel that way but I think that was that was a little bit of a struggle like oh they're gonna see this I hope that they like it was there any interesting responses in those I guess when you start to get sort of 2013 and above people are oh okay they're a little aware of what this is gonna you know attract the cultivate but before that like you said you know they didn't nobody really knew what they were getting into when they did this did you get any interesting responses or reactions when uh when this started appearing on social media feeds um that yeah no i mean i think so i think the one thing was um the the painting auntie that won the bp portrait award we have her name anonymous for for good reasons that reaction was pretty challenging for for her and for me um you know, of course, a, plenty of the things people were saying were good, but there were also a lot of, there, you know, there's some pretty terrible things as well that they said about that painting. It's the internet. I mean, I'm surprised there wasn't more. Um, and it was, you know, printed in newspapers. Like, it's just, it, it was wild and we did not expect it. I should have expected it, but I live in Seattle. I didn't know how big of a deal the PP Portrait Award was, I guess. And um, it was it was challenging for the model. Um for yeah, it was really challenging for her to be so vulnerable. And, and, and we live in a small town, you know, or I mean, I don't live there anymore, but it's a small town. So like everyone and everyone knew what was happening. And, and so they'd see her at the grocery store and they, you know, make some comments. And um, that was, it was a challenging time. Let's just say, yeah, but we made it through and, and all, all is well now. Everything's okay now. Everything's okay now. Yeah. How how does that environment then change when it's when it's you and a single subject? How do you make someone feel comfortable, particularly if it's someone that you already have a relationship, whether that works in a positive or negative way? There's a moment of vulnerability there the second that they're asked to stand there naked. Yeah. You know, what is that environment and how do you ensure that your subject feels comfortable? Well, I make sure the environment is private, as private as possible. I make sure that they want to do this. I'm never pressuring anyone to do this. I will ask, and some people will offer. Um, I 
I always make sure that I'm giving someone an out to say no, that they won't pose. Um, and I just, you know, talk, you know, ha- have a conversation, be, you know, we, we know each other really well. So um, just feeling comfortable, you know, just, just feeling comfortable myself. And, and another thing I do is when we, when we begin, I ask um, them to close their eyes and take a deep breath and just kind of come into their bodies. Cause when a camera's on us, clothes on or clothes off, like we get very self-conscious and so we can kind of go outside of ourselves. And so I ask them to kind of come back into themselves and, and, and take a deep breath and, um, and then we go from there. Maybe there's some laughing or jokes. I don't know. And it's just, we, we just sort of embrace the discomfort of it a little bit. Um, and just continue to continue to go. And, you know, I think listening is also really important just to, to listen to someone if, if they're talking, um, that can also help them feel comfortable, not trying to hide away from it. Like this is a little uncomfortable, but that's okay. I mean, they know what they're getting into at this point. Although I'm not doing those paintings anymore. So at this point, meaning three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and sorry to focus a little bit on, on, on older work, but particularly with the anti-series, and you will have answered this before, but just it, what was the attraction for you for particularly painting uh, women of a certain age, I think is the... I don't, I yeah. don't know the, the, the diplomatic way to say it. O- <laughs> older, older women. That's great. Older women. Well, so I, I had this... I was in graduate school in New York and my first year was really exciting and really fun and, and, but also really stressful. And I actually, I kept on making these paintings that like, I wanted, basically I wanted to save the world through art, just like they make these really important paintings with big meanings and messages and all of that. And they kept feeling contrived and just like bad paintings and had a bit of a crisis. I had a bit of a crisis personally and was like, I don't know what to paint. I know how I want to paint. I don't know what to paint. And, um, and I think I was on the subway and just the idea of a body, just bodies. Like, let me just, that's that's what it's always been for me. Um, like, that's the thing I'm always interested in. And and then I think I, I asked the aunties to pose because um, I was tired of seeing a certain type of body in figurative art, young, feminine, and in a certain type of pose or certain types of poses, um, very much male gaze and very much just kind of... Uh, in a perfect, you know, they're very, um, very, very perfect. And I, I was, I just, I wanted to see more real people in the world and real, uh, women in the world. I needed to see real, more real bodies in the world for my own self being a woman in the world. So I just painted what I wanted to see. I think that I was thinking more about them being personally close to me versus age. I, I don't think I was actually thinking too much about the age part. That was part of it. But did someone just point out to you? And then you're like, yes, y- y- that's right. I, they, it, it is a comment on no. <laughs> it was it was there. It was there. But it was always a bit secondary for me. It, I don't I don't know why it was, it was always a bit secondary. Um, it was really just about like mainly the body and 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 an unidealized body and I mean, I think bodies have been really important to me, like the, the experience of being in a body. And, and um, when I was younger, I had, uh, when I was about 13, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and just like had this just experience of being kind of brought into my body in a way that most 13 year olds aren't. And um, also kind of disassociating my body in a way as well to get out of the pain of it and making a lot of art through that. And so I think the body has and probably always will be at the center point of whatever I do because of my own experiences of 
being quite conscious about the fact that I live in a body and um, feeling very lucky when it's working really well and struggling with it when it isn't, but finding ways to work with it. And so I think that was, that was playing into it as, as well, maybe not so consciously at that point, but. It's funny, I, I, I was interviewing a, a, a trans artist a few months ago and the way that they talked about the relationship with the body is really, really similar to the way that, that you've just referred to it. And is that a, a connection that has yeah. been made before? You know, well, I did do a, a body of work, a, sh- a show at, at Flowers Gallery in New York quite a few years ago. It was called Body Slash Being, Body Being. And, and um, I had a few trans people in there, um, my roommate and my cousin. And I remember actually talking to my cousin when they were coming out as non-binary and kind of realizing there actually was a bit of a similarity between that, like the, the feeling of being in a body. And it might not, you know, might be illness, it might be... Um, it might be, you know, an identity thing. Um, but I think that we all just have experiences of, I mean, we experience the world through our bodies. I think a lot of us aren't conscious about that. But I think if you're trans or you have an illness or something that is really making you aware of your body, that's going to be more similar than it is different, actually. It's something so many people will just not consciously, like, actively think about until, until they're forced to. Until something, until yeah. something makes them think about that, exactly. or, or hopefully, you know, through art, we're encouraged to think about it in a different way without having to go down that path. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, just a lot of those those that sort of language that was coming out in that in a previous interview, and it was like, okay, cool, yeah, this is definitely not a way of thinking that I'm really in in any way used to, but it. But that's it's like, you know, when someone talks to you about privilege, it's the same thing. It's like I just yeah. haven't I haven't been forced Absolutely. to look at the world through this lens where I was originally going with that sort of like going back to the the sort of the older lady series. You know, you were wanting I know that you had I've said before that there was this idea about trying to, you know, trying to show women that maybe weren't being shown in a way that they were hadn't been shown. And that was now 10 years ago. So how much of that has changed do you feel like the world is now more open and seeing these 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 oh, women yeah. that weren't there oh, you yeah, feel you, you feel like we're in a different place yeah i feel like we're in a different place i mean we still have a long way to go but i definitely feel like we're in a different place i mean figurative art itself has exploded over the last 10 years and i mean it for sure existed before absolutely but it just feels like it's become more mainstream now and um and I definitely think representations of non-idealized bodies ha- is now a very big part of, of, of the contemporary figurative art world. So, um, and maybe even just the art world, at least that's, that's kind of my hope we're getting there. Yeah. I mean, I think we've come, a, I think we've come a long way. We still have, still have a long way to go. Uh, throughout this last period, um, you know, in the last three years, what have you been sort of turning to is there any particular references artists or otherwise yes and no um i mean yes like i'm just always keeping my eyes open and seeing what's happening on you know online and also just in the world yeah contemporary art and then maybe the past hundred years of work i'd say past hundred years i've kind of i've i i I I feel like no, I'm, I'm definitely more interested in contemporary art these days. There's the name I was looking for, Agnes Pelton. I don't know if people know her. She, not People should know her so much more. Uh, she was a desert transcendentalist painter. 
Um, just look her up, Agnes Pelton. And she, you know, I, I said women artists have been something I've been really interested in because like there's so many good ones that we just haven't been shown in art history class. And Judy Chicago, learning more about her. I just read her her um, memoir, autobiography. It's, it's amazing. Um, that was very inspiring. Um, so really just uh, trying to, yeah, educate myself on more contemporary art from like the last hundred years and up until now. Um, and, and specifically, uh, specifically women, because it's just they have a lot to say and they haven't been, they haven't really had the, the means to say it. And so I think it's really important to do my own study and research and really soaking up what they had to offer because it's really quite incredible. Do you see that the doors are maybe open on the other side of the art world uh, in a way that maybe they weren't 100 years ago or even 20 years ago, 10 years ago? No, I think the art world is changing a lot. Yeah, I definitely think the art world is opening up to, I mean, again, super far way to go, but we we are definitely, the art world is opening up to women and opening up to, you know, women who, who are dead now, unfortunately, who um, are now getting more recognition. Yeah, I think I think we're moving in that direction. And I just hope we keep moving in that direction. And, you know, not just not just not just women, but just um, anyone who's been marginalized. And I think, yeah, we're moving there. So what's the rest of the year look like for you at the moment then? You're sort of six months away from your last show. In fact, even just looking at that, how do you feel about that body of work? We talked, I asked you about how you feel about the going back 10 years. Let's go back six months looking at that. How do you how, 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 how do you months. feel about that? um i i feel good about that work but i also now can look at it seeing it as a transitional body of work uh, which i knew that it was while i was making it but i wasn't able to see it in that way and now i'm able to see it in that way um so since then i've been really freely exploring in the studio because i don't have a deadline for a show right now i i will have one but this is that glorious time post show before another show where i really get to explore. And so I've been, you know, it's definitely using a lot of things that I learned in that, in that body of work that I made, um, seeing what I liked, seeing what I didn't, seeing what I don't like, um, and kind of honing things a little bit more and taking, taking some elements too, from, from like Pat, like super past work, um, from like more the auntie series, uh, in terms of like multi-figure, that's something I'm getting into right now. A painting right there which you won't see because no one's seen it yet that is multi-figure and i always saw it <laughs> um multi-figure and um so i'm taking some some just being more careful about taking elements uh, that i that i want from everything that i've done and from new thing new directions i want to go so i'm really exploring but now i feel like i'm honing a little bit more six past six months have just been let me just play let me try a bunch of things now it's time for honing in a little bit more. And I feel like I've found something that just is really resonating and feels just feels really good in my body when I look at it. And so um, I, I hope I hope it goes well. We'll see. I've got a bunch of blank canvases here, too. And I don't know what's going to be on them yet, but that's exciting. Does change feel less intimidating now? Yeah, because the big change already happened. Now I don't feel like any major, I mean, who knows? I can't say it won't, but <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I took the plunge in and now I can just sort of swim where I want to swim and, and see what happens. And yeah, it feels just more exciting now. I feel like the world has opened up a lot for me creatively. And that is the best gift I think an artist can, can receive from who knows where it comes from. It's just the feeling of openness. Thank you for 
for sitting with me. Yeah, I'm really glad we got to do this. And I like doing it when it's in a period like me this too. where it's not, where it's in between bodies, in between times, and you get a sense of something a little bit different. Maybe your answers would have been different to some of these questions six months ago to how you were feeling. Oh, they would have been, yes, for sure. And in six months, they'll be different again. So, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for, for, for asking me to, to be on here. I'm really happy about this. Really excited to have this conversation with you. And um, thank you so much. 